0: services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. Um, As we get into the word together, as we break open the word together, we've been talking about and we've been uh, exploring God's intentionality, that God is an intentional God. And that has been our sermon series here for the last couple of months. You know, so it's been um, awesome to really look at the purpose, purposefulness of God, of how he does things and how he walks through our lives and how he's already set up so many different things for us. Amen. Uh, so we're going to do our decree for the word in Jesus name. Amen. As we decree over ourselves. Amen. <clears throat> what do we decree? So, but as for thee, stand thou here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them, that they may do them in the land which I gave them to possess it. Amen. And ye shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you, and ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or the left. Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God have commanded you that ye may live and that it may be well with you and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. So we're gonna speak it by faith. What are we speaking? I am not empty. I am healed. I am not lost. I am favored. I am not without. I am not beneath. I am a good steward. I am prosperous. I am qualified. I am wise. And I am full of love, grace, and wealth. Amen. 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 Speak it by faith. Amen. All we're doing is speaking what the word already says about us. Amen. That's why we can connect our faith with what we're saying, because this is what the word already says. Amen. So as we decree these things into our life, it is established in Jesus' name. That is our stance. Amen. Amen. As we've been talking about God's intentionality uh, this morning, we're going to just talk about. Well, let's go to the scriptures. Amen. I'm a teacher, so we're going to just go right into the Word, um, and we're going to go to First Corinthians chapter two, verses one through ten. Amen. And let's read. Amen. <clears throat> Saying, "I, brother, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God." How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the, or nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, hmm. which none of the princes of this world knew. For they, if it, for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God have prepared for them that love him but God have revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God amen in this morning. We're going to be talking about the mystery of his purpose, the mystery of his purpose. Amen. 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 So uh, as we pick up here, you know, really just listening to Paul and of course, uh, Corinthians is one of my favorite churches in the Bible to talk about because there was such a a dichotomy, such a, a opposites in a sense of, you know, just the power of God and the giftings of God that were being displayed, but they had so many different issues and to see, just how powerful God's grace is to still display his power, his nature, his purpose, soul still being saved in the midst of an imperfect people. You know, I don't talk about the Corinthians in the sense of condemning them. I talk about them because I relate to them. I relate to being in that place of God using me, but then also I have struggles. Also, I have these issues. Also, I have these things that I'm dealing with. Also, I'm fighting my flesh, or even there's times when my flesh got the best of me, amen? Well, you know, with the Corinthians, it was the lust. It was the perversion. It was the, you know, the, the, the son sleeping with his stepmom and stuff like that. I mean, there was some real specific things that Paul had to deal with that was really going on. There was people who was They didn't have a real love for one another. Was, they had schisms. They had divisions. They had competition. They had that all this flesh was being puffed up, you know, in the midst of all this power. They were prophesying you know, he had to give them order, you know, how to prophesy, what the gifts, how they were being manifested in the midst of them. And it's so great how God at times, you see him manifesting. And for us, it is so, you know, sometimes confusing because we said, well, if they weren't, if they weren't a, a good sanctified, holy people, why was God still using them? Why was God manifesting in the midst of them? It was because of, that got it was God's grace still saving them, still trying to pull on them, but them also having this awesome leader that was in the midst of them that established them that now can come and bring some correction and some order and come and bring some discipline and some rebuke and some church, you know, church discipline on what to do and how to get things straight. You know, that you go from First Corinthians to 2 Corinthians and you begin to see that even his heart he didn't want to be as hard as he, he as he needed to be, but he had to come hard. Them. He had to say, look, if I have to come down there, I'm going to get things straight. So you better go ahead and take this letter and get some things straight with the th- with this letter that I'm sending to you. Because if I have to come down there, it w- it's not going to be a good thing. Amen. You know, so it's, it's good having that type of leader. And we know we have those type of leaders. Amen. We have those type of leaders that don't mind, you know, stepping up, you know, dealing with us, you know, being able to uh, confront us, deal with, deal with the things that we're dealing with, uh, uh, you know, dealing with the things that we don't like to change or the things that's getting in the way of our salvation. So, Paul, you know, really just talking about here, you know, uh, just the things that were going on. He's trying to paint the picture because I'm pretty sure there were some people that were also confused. God, how are you manifesting yourself so greatly in the midst of us with all these issues going on? With all these things going on in your life, you know, in our lives, and in the life of the church, you know. But just look at this, and I think that you can begin to see this even in your own life. Sometimes you look at God and say, "God, I know I'm blessed, but God, I still got these problems." I, God, I know you. I know you're moving me forward. But God, I still got these issues. And it's something about the plan and the intentionality and the things that God put into place in our life that begins to move us forward. That sometimes we, 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 we're like, well, God, shouldn't these things be fixed first? Yes, yeah, some of these things should maybe should be fixed, but some of these things are the things that keep us, you know, going after him. Some of these things are the things that keep us going to him. Some of these things are the things that keep us, you know, depending upon him him amen so his plan is not to cause us to be you know uh, uh, uh you know in a place where we're not dependent on him amen you know so as we pick up this particular scripture you know here in in first Corinthians chapter 2 in the first chapter he's talking about uh the the wisdom of God pretty much Christ and the preaching of the cross being the wisdom of God you know it being you know uh, that which is God is revealing to a people that it's foolishness to man and how the foolish the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of man you know so he's giving this, this picture of how God has used and chosen these things that God, that man, that we, you know, the world at times begin to look at as, oh, that's foolish. That's not good. You know, that's stupid. That's so simple. You know, it's not smart. It's not, you know, intelligent and and things are not, you know, perfect and together and, you know, stuff like that. But it was, this is how God chose to begin to save a people. You know, it wasn't with the presentation, because God could have come down and went and said, okay, this is the gospel. Everybody come to me all at once. Maybe go down and visit every nation, every 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 country, every this, you know, and, and invite people to come in, invite people to come to him and all this. But God chose to, to put such a perfect message in an imperfect people so that we can begin to share this message with other people, and they can begin to come as they connect to the message will reveal who they are the message will reveal the call that's on their life you know this is why he says not many wise men after the flesh not many noble not many mighty not many because he said you see your calling and i'm kind of just doing a little bit of you know history into you know the, uh, the first chapter of corinthians right And he said you see your calling that you see when you look at yourself that when you look at yourself you're just like god how is it that you called me?" How is it that you're doing these things through me? I'm so weak, I'm not noble, I'm not a great person, I'm not, I'm not in a high position, I'm not a a mighty person, I don't have all the wisdom, I'm not smart like that, I'm not so intelligent like that, I don't have multiple degrees, I don't have these different things. And I'm not saying if you do, that God has not chosen you, right? That's why he said, not many. meaning there will be some, there will be some that are noble. There will be some that are mighty. There will be some that have the wisdom of of this world, but God will still call them and still display their wisdom and still put those things in place, even as he did with Paul. Amen. You know, so this mystery that I want to talk about this morning is the mystery of you. God's plan is you. Hallelujah. You you know, (laughs) it is, it is, it is us god's plan is us it's us god's plan is to use us god's plan is to use us to be able to make his plan go forward but that's the mystery the mystery is how is it that god is using me how is it that god wants to do these things through me it's a mystery to us sometimes it's a mystery to other people it's a mystery because it doesn't make sense like how in the world is this you know the plan of God. That God would use me. That God would use all my shortcomings and all the things that I struggle with. I don't get things that quickly. I'm not as smart and as intelligent as the next person. I'm not. I don't have things together. You know, maybe I'm a little slower as far as getting things. Not saying you know you're a slow person, but you know I don't get things. I, I can say I don't get things quickly all the time. You know, uh, you know I'm not as smart as the next person. I don't. I'm not in a noble position. I'm not a, in royalty and all all these different time, But he calls a people that 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 almost from the slums, in a sense, calls a people from the muck and the mire to be able to you know push forward his purpose and his plan, Amen. It's so, it's so, it, but it's a mystery to us. And I want I, as we pick up this particular scripture, and you know, here in second, uh, here in First Corinthians chapter two, he's talking about himself. Paul is talking about himself. And this is what God began to deal with me and began to talk to me about. This is the mystery. The mystery is him. Look at, look at what he's saying about himself and how he approached them, how he came to them. He said, and brother, when I came to you, came not, I came not with, uh, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declare unto you the testimony of God. Now he said, look, I didn't come sounding all smart, but let's, like God had to remind me, the Holy Ghost had to remind me who Paul was. This was a choice that he made. I've never seen this before. It was a choice. He, I'm not going to come displaying all of my knowledge. Because he knew by this point that everything that he knew was nothing in comparison to Christ. It was only to get him to this place to be able to understand what Christ was. And it's almost like he had to start back over that he really didn't know as much as what he knew and he understood this about himself. He could have came talking about the law, talking about the history, talking about the Jewish culture, talking about these different things, but to to a Gentile people, He could have come talking about how smart he was. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a great man. You know, he knew the law up and down. You know, Paul had a resume. You know, he was not, he was was an educated man. (laughs) You know, he he was in a sense, he did have pull. He did have some might. He was a noble person in a sense of when it came to the Jewish culture, as far as where he stood. He was zealous for the things of God, zealous for the things of the law, meaning he was so excited. He far surpassed some of those of his contemporary. But when he came, when he got this, this message, when he came and got encountered by God, all of these things, he said, you know what, That all of this stuff is nothing compared to what who he is. I didn't really know anything. So when he came to the people, he came to them saying, I, ain't, I don't come acting like I'm smart even though I am. I don't come acting like I got it together. Even though in some arenas, in some places, some people will say I am, but I know the truth. In comparison to him, I'm not smart. In comparison to him, I don't have it together. In comparison to his wisdom, that was just man's wisdom. It was just the the level of wisdom that I understood about God that I still had a bad understanding about because of the choices I was making. Look at that. He was making certain choices, even about the revelation he had about God. Because he was so zealous for God, he was persecuting the church, dragging Christians, a murderer of those that believed him, that believed in Christ until he encountered Christ himself. So some people would say, Hey, this man, this, this is a powerful man. This is a zealous. He's, he's willing to go take the extra step. This is a man full of wisdom, full of the law, full of the word. And as we would say in those particular point in time, all they had was the law and the prophets. He was, he was part of the new Testament coming to pass. He was in the sense writing these writings to two thirds of the new Testament coming to pass. Amen. So I want you to look at yourself, even as, even as we go through this. It's not about, yes. so many things. I'm pretty sure everybody up here just about got a testimony. You done got a job you didn't supposed to have. God has given you favor with people. you just like, I don't even know why they like me. <laughs> you know, I don't even know why they put up with me, uh, you know, <laughs> People think you so highly of yourself, but you look at God, you be like, God, do they really know who they're talking about when they talk about me? Do they really understand who they're dealing with when they deal with me? Do they really think, but God has so given you a favor, giving you a, because of his plan in your life. So he didn't come to them trying to impress them. (laughs) He didn't come to them because he understood that, that the, the plan of God was not about him being glorified. It was not about him being, him being the one that was shining, right? But all he had to do was come in place. But look, he said, for I determine. So he said, look, I'm not gonna try to come and say, look, uh, we're gonna talk smart together. Cause he understood they could sit down and do that. Everybody could come and philosophize and, you know, talk about philosophy. That's what I'm talking about. Talk about philosophy, talk about the law you know, talk about different things, you know, talk about different gods that they may have worshipped and stuff like that. He could break them down academically. He could break them down intellectually-wise, but he was not coming to find that in the midst of them. Well, he said, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, one of the things that God comes to, 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 as he's saying, look, we are the plan, we are the mystery, that mystery is revealed, and we're going to talk about this a couple of times, that mystery is revealed through not just Jesus, but his crucifixion, and his crucifixion being at work in our lives. So how could he find Jesus Christ and him crucified? Because when you find Jesus Christ in the midst of a body, in the midst of a people, or in a person, or in our own personal life, we find a savior. But when you find Jesus Christ in Him crucified, you find one that has triumphed, has had a triumphant, uh, a victory over all things, over all things that would try to come and conquer Him. Meaning they, He was trying to say, do Do you understand who Jesus is in your life? Do you understand the crucifixion and what it really did for your own personal life? Because if you understand, then it's not just about the giftings. It's not just about the callings. That's not the whole total purpose, right? These are parts of that purpose, right? Uh, But because those come without repentance. But it's about now the crucifixion of the character, the submission to who God is in my life, that now, not in the midst of him being the greatest, being the son of God, the being the only begotten, that he still had to submit himself to God. He still had to submit himself to the process of, of, of fulfilling the purpose for his life, and that was dying for the sins of the world so this mystery that we look at even in our own lives then you know it says in other places you know we die daily right this is what paul would be talking about i die daily we're counted as sheep for the slaughter you know we we carry or we bear about the crucifixion in our bodies right The, the 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 crucifixion was something that paul talked about a lot because he understood the power that was released that real true life was released through the death of Christ, that now the exchange of life that, that's supposed to happen when I come to Christ, this is what has happened. But that's where God says now, now I wanna show that mystery through you. Now this is where that that scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse one, where it talks about us being that living sacrifice. So it's almost like people are able to see the crucifying of our flesh on, on a daily basis, the crucifying of who we are on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on on a situationally basis where, you know, we're going to different things relationally, you know, whether it be in our families, whether it be in our marriages, whether it be with our children, whether it be, you know, wherever it's at, whether it be on our job, and we're having to crucify ourselves. In the midst of the church, we're having to crucify ourselves. We're having to die to who we are in order for God to be able to get the glory out of our lives in order for the plan of God to move forward, that Jesus Christ must be found. Yes, him Lord and Savior, but also him crucified, that I am I am taking up my cross also. I am doing those things that are hard for me to do. I'm dying to those things that are hard for me to die to. I am struggling through, I am dragging this flesh to the slaughter. I am dragging that part of me that is not excited about this thing, that flesh that, that wants to rebel, that flesh that does not want to do it. And through this, the plan of God is being revealed. It's being made perfect. It's being made seen. It's being put on display. This is what he was trying to get in the midst of them. Do you I'm trying to see is he crucified? Do you understand the crucifixion? Because if you understood the crucifixion, because this is not the only time he had to deal with them. When we go to the Corinthian church, we find out how to come to the table of the Lord. And I'm talking about communion, the correct way, how he said, you know, you don't discern the Lord's body. You don't discern, you don't break apart really what has happened. And this is why some of you sleep and some of you are sick and some of because you don't understand what has all been made available to you through this crucifixion, through him dying and raising up. But what? Why was their focus on the crucifixion? Because it was not just the dying of Christ's life; it was the dying of sin, the effects of sin, the dominion of sin, the power of sin, the rulership of sin, and, the, and everything that has come from sin. So, if I, if if they understood that, then there were certain things that they would not be allowing. Because in Paul's mind, okay, you're allowing this to have dominion over. It's not that you're just choosing it because he understood that there was a, that, that, that was a, a pool that there was things that you're going to have to fight. But if you understand who you are in Christ and who Christ has been, what he has done, then the thing that feels like it has dominion over you really doesn't. But this is what the plan of God, the mystery of that plan is us as we fight through these things, as we struggle through these things. As we as we go through these things, it doesn't look pretty, because the crucifixion was ugly. The, the crucifixion was, was was an ugly thing. It was gory. Is it's even been said? People don't even in the church have talked about it less because it's it, you know in some space. You know that's not this space. Amen. <laughs> we celebrate that He died for us. Amen. I don't know about you. I celebrate that He died for me because I need Him daily. I need that working in my life. I need it daily. I need it daily. Amen. I need that that example. I need that power that has come from that. I need to be able to talk and be able to be taught how to come to that place of death for myself daily. That I'm dying to this flesh that sometimes don't want to let go that I'm upset, I'm mad about it. I need it daily. That garden of Gethsemane is a is a is a perfect picture for me. Many days, God, will this cup pass from me? God, will you would you will God, would you choose somebody else? God, will, is there another way? Is there another way of doing this? Is there another more, another method? Is there something more comfortable? Is there another way? No, there's only this way, this painful way, and that that which is painful to our flesh. This is where we have to understand. When you're in that place where it's painful to the flesh and it's it's suffering to the flesh, this is where sin is starting to die off in us. The 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 uh, 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 the the, uh, uh, the desire for sin, the the connection to sin, is when we are suffering through that denial and putting aside ourselves, taking up our cross and following Him. Amen. So this way he said, I determined, this is all I want to see. I, I'm, not, I'm not coming among you to see the gifts. I already heard about that. I'm not coming among you to see the, the prophecy and the speaking of tongues. I already heard about all of that. I'm not coming among you to see the healings and the miracles and everything. I already heard about all of that. I'm coming to see what about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Do you understand what that means? Because if you understand what that means, then you under, you'll you understand the full picture. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> he said, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech, I'm going to read verse 4 too, and say, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power. So he said, look, I came because this is where a lot of us, sometimes we, we struggle and we fight. And I can say for myself, you see how inadequate you are. I see how inadequate I am to be able to do this. I see how my shortcomings and the sin in my life and sometimes just my will, my stubbornness, the rebellion, I don't feel like it, the laziness, the, you know, just, a, just everything that I fight against to be able to do what God has called me to do that I'm not worthy of. That Of course, I'm not worthy of it, but I see the weaknesses and the weaknesses sometimes cause me to be fearful, to approach the purpose of God in my life with fear that I'm going to fail, that I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to accomplish it. That if I try, I'm going to make a mess of it, That if I, if I do what God is saying, how am I going to do that? And I don't know what the next step is. And I don't know what God really is saying. I don't, I don't know if I heard him clearly. What about the last mistakes I made? What about the last things that I did? And and it's something about when Paul is saying this, when you, and I want to remind you who he was. He was a bold man. Meaning he said, look, I, I didn't come to you thinking, I didn't come to you trying to impress you. I didn't come to you trying to, you know, say all these great words to you. And I didn't come to you being so bold, thinking it was me that could save you. I didn't come to you thinking that it was me that had the power in, in anything that I could do to be able to help you. I came to you in fear and in trembling. I came to you thinking, you know, God, I don't want to fail you. And you wonder why God chooses you who struggle through God. Oh my God, you know, you get caught on to speak or you get called on to do anything for, for the Lord. <laughs> you know, or God, or somebody puts you on the spot somewhere and start asking you things. And, you know, you, and, and, and some of us deal with such a fear, such a nervousness and such a, oh man, I don't want to mess it up. And I don't want to, and God is like, yeah, that's the one I want. Cause you understand through that, not that I want you to be fearful, but you understand through that, that you don't have nothing to offer that you don't have anything to offer. You don't have anything that's great. You don't have anything that's substantial. You don't have anything that's going to save them. You don't have anything that's going to make a difference. You don't have anything to offer. You don't have anything that's going and you just want to make sure that what you give is something that's going to make a difference that God can use to get the glory out of. That what you say and how you act and how you respond, that somehow or another that God can get the glory out of. But you understand, sometimes we're so tormented by the things that we've done wrong, tormented by the things that we've not done right. Sometimes we're so tormented just by just knowing ourselves. God, you know me. You know I mess it up. <laughs> you know me. You know I'll, I'll say too much or I won't say enough. God, you know, I, but God through all of that, through all of that, he's saying, yes, I know you, and that's why you're my plan. <laughs> you're my plan, because that's how I'm going to, I'm going to, cho- I'm going to show someone else my power by using you when they say, well, how did you do that? And you like, Lord, I don't know. You know, <laughs> how do you? How are you doing this? I'm still trying to figure it out. How about you pray with me? Let's try to figure it out together. I don't know how I'm doing this. I don't know how this is coming together. I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to follow the steps that God has given me, and I feel like I'm barely being able to do that. I don't. I'm barely holding on from day to day. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hold things together the best I can with His help, with His assistance. With him being with me, with his power, with—I—I I, mean—I'm I, I, trying to stay in the right place. People feel like, oh, it's all you so nice and you so this and you so, and you just like, man, if you only knew, if you only knew, the things I got to pray to. If you only knew the things I got to pray through. If you only knew the thoughts I got to fight off. If you only knew the things that I got to, I got to, I got to try to say, God help me with. It. If you only knew. If you only knew. That's that's that's, but that's what God is showing. He he's revealing the mystery. He's revealing the mystery of His power through imperfect vessels. <laughs> He's re- revealing the mystery of his plan through imperfect vessels. Hallelujah. He's revealing the mystery of his plan through broken vessels. Amen. That's trying to be prepared to be able to do what God has called them to do. That, that's going through the work that's trying to do, you know, get, get in a place of being sanctified. God, teach me. God, do this. Where when you get to the place where God will have you when you get to the different checkpoints and the different places where God sometimes puts you on display just a little bit, you know, and when people put you on display and they start to, you get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of celebration that ain't nothing in you to say, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard, but you know, I really, you know, I had to fight through it. You know, it, 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 (laughs) folks start celebrating you and and you can barely start to respond because you don't want to break down. <laughs> you don't want to say God. It was, it, you know, it was really all Him. You know, when people think you're trying to be religious, oh well, we know it's God. But you had a part. Yeah, my part was trying to submit to Him. You know, and I and I didn't really do that that good all the time. You know what I'm saying? I messed that up a lot of times. So even what you see, the end result is really is Him. It really like 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 if it was up to even my my consistency of obedience, that we can't even depend on that. It really is. It really was his grace. It really was It really was him. It really wasn't me. I learned how to mature. I learned how to get to a better place of understanding. I learned how to submit myself a little better, but the end result is not, it does not match what I gave him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It don't match what I gave him. The end result doesn't, does not match what I gave him. Hallelujah, yeah, the many rebukes, the many different corrections, the many different things that came my way, the things that have been in my heart, the adultery, the lust, the, the, the rebellion, the laziness, it doesn't match what he gave me and what he continuously gives me. So the mystery of him revealing his plan even to someone else is through you. You're the mystery, you're the mystery, amen? Come on, let's go to verse five. So that your faith should not what stand in the wisdom of man, but it will stand in the power of God. Look at this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. God wants our faith to be positioned in the right place. And the reason he allows us to go through these, to go through these things and, and, and for us sometimes to operate in a little pride of life. Meaning, you know, you know, this is operating in a little pride of life. You Went two or three days, you ain't getting your word or pray. Or either or that's pride of life. Meaning, it, it, I, I went a little while feeling like, well, I'm okay. I'm all right. I don't really need, I don't really need to seek him as much. You no, know, I kind of got this. This is where pride starts to come in. It, 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 I, it, you know, my life is not fully dependent on him. You know, he's saying, look, I, I can say. I can go back on my resume and say, look at me. I'm a Pharisee, the Pharisees, But he said, look, I didn't come to you. I only came to you to show you his power. And part of showing them his power was him showing up. Him showing up. When he came to establish them and came to bring that, that that church together and came to show them the power of God, to show them who power the, the, who God really was through the demonstration of the spirit, he, he had to show up. Because part of the demonstration was him. So part of the demonstration of what God can do in the earth is you. It's you. It's you. That's why God got you showing up in people's lives. And you feel like you ain't had to do that much and you don't really have that much to offer. Your presence is enough because the proof that you're still following him, the proof that you have not backslid, the proof that he's able, he has enough power to keep you and me, the proof that he's just that powerful that past our mistakes and past our failures and past all these different things that we do, that he has enough power to keep on pulling us to himself, to keep on saving us. Hallelujah. That power, this is where people can say, you know what, I can trust in that power because that power is not impartial. That power is not selective. That power does not cut off just because I want it to cut off. I can trust in that power because that power is fueled by his love. Hallelujah. That power is fueled by his passion and his jealousness for me. That's why he'll keep on forgiving me. That's why he'll keep on keeping me when I don't want to be kept, when I'm fighting off his keeping, when I don't want to be kept, I don't don't want to be kept, get off of me. I want to go do what I want to go do. And that power gives you, it pulls the strength out of of your will. That power that pulls the fight out of you. That power that wears you out when you want to go rebel. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's, That's what I'm talking about. It, it, it is it is that power, that power that knows how to just lay on you until you come to a place of saying, God, I, I'm not going to just say this with my mouth, because in my heart, it's only you. It's only you that has kept me. It's only you that has continued to be with me. It's only you that has continued to love me. It's only you that has continued to be there for me. It's only you that power that's fueled by his love brings us to that place of surrender, that brings us to that place of being able to say, God, I submit when I don't want to, when I don't understand, when I'm mad about it, I submit, I submit. The mystery of his will, the mystery of his plan is you. The mystery of him showing his power is you. When you want to see what God can do, go look in the mirror the fact that you haven't turned back go look in the mirror come on come on come on come on come on come on the, the fact that you're still living go look in the mirror go look in the mirror go look in the mirror the fact that you're still in the earth go look in the mirror go look in the mirror hallelujah the fact that we still here some of us them been through wrecks some of them have wanted to not live wanted to kill ourselves i'm going to you know, that wanted to, you know, go, dealing with depression, dealing with suicide, dealing with that loneliness, dealing with those things. That that the fact that I'm still here is because of His power. So you can listen to smart people, but you know, at the end of the day, smartness, intelligence, and positions don't do anything when you got stuff going on in your soul. You understand what the real answer is, because when everything is stripped away. When everything gets stripped away, when you don't have nothing else left but myself and, and, and whatever's going on in my life, no position is going to fix it. No amount of money can fix certain things. No, 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 no amount of intelligence. When you run out of different solutions, nothing can fix it. And this is where some people just give up on life. But we know. We don't have to give up on life because this that's the place when you say, I surrender, God, I give you my life, God, I die to myself, God, I die to my way, God, God, I come to you, and I crucify my way. That's when life starts for us. That's when life starts for us. That's when new life comes to us. This is when new life starts to. starts to work in us and some of us we're right on the edge of that God is trying to reveal more his plan by putting you in difficult situations things that are challenging you things that are pushing you to your limits because he's trying to cause something else to die he's trying to crucify another part of you so his power can be manifested. amen Come on. We got a little ways to go. I don't want to hold y'all. So how be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Look, what is he saying? He said, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. You know, sometimes we feel like, uh, you know, we have to, well, there is some wisdom that God wants to reveal. And this is one of the things he really wanted me to share with you today. As you are part of his plan, some wisdom God wants to reveal, he's waiting to reveal to us as we grow up. This word perfect means to be complete and entire, meaning to be mature. So we have to come to a place of maturity with certain things. You know, so as you begin to mature into certain things, some wisdom now can be released because some things we're not able to hear. Because even as he's talking about in in the first chapter, you know, this was, you know, the cross of of Christ was foolishness to the Greeks and a stumbling block to the Jews. But to them that believe it was the power of God. Hallelujah. So it's certain things, it's certain things that, you know, sometimes because we have not grown in character, we have not grown in our ability to, uh, you know, in certain areas, to submit, we have not grown in our ability to to obey. We have not. We, we're stuck in certain places. So, certain wisdom, we we you you will always say, "Well, God, I don't understand why you want me to do that." What God wants you to know this morning is, God wants you to do it first, and then give you understanding, because the doing is going to mature you for for you to be able to handle the understanding that comes with the doing y'all hear me. The doing is going to mature you so for you to understand the, the wisdom that comes with the doing of why you have to do what you had to do. The end result, then you will begin to learn. The experience, and this is a part of that maturity. So some maturity is not just the amount of knowledge about the things of God, but some of it is my experience of things that I had to walk through that added certain things to my life. When you go back and you look, and I know we say, when I look back over my life and I think things over, you know, and all that other stuff, we can we can say we truly been blessed, right? But this is where we can say, I give him all the glory. I give him all the praise. Because when I look back and I think about all of what he's done for me, That what we're really saying is those experiences have added certain things to my life, have added certain things to my my foundation, that now the foundation of who I am, I have a certain uh, hold on what God has tried to teach me through those experiences. Amen. So those experiences now has allowed me to understand a certain level of wisdom. He says, how we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, meaning certain things does not need to be said because some things you have to be prepared to hear. And for some of us, because we we there's certain places in our life that in our walk right now where God is saying, okay, I'm being intentional. But the next steps for you to take, you're being stubborn. The next relationship you're supposed to develop, you're being stubborn. Or the next thing, you you know, you're, you're not bringing your life subject in these particular areas. So the wisdom that you need for other places in your life, you know, I can't even speak to you about it. Because what Paul understood was that this wisdom was not something that just needed to be shared with everybody, that everybody is not going to get it. That There was a certain type of wisdom that he would share with those that were mature, Because he said, what, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to not. He said, it's not about position. And it's not about the intelligence of this world or the wisdom of things in the world. There is a wisdom of the world. We know that it can be devilish and demonic. But there are certain principles that God has set up in this world that this world still operates by, that even when people tap into those principles, that the world responds. The, the, the world responds to diligence. the world responds to discipline. The world responds everything, the worlds we can say the worlds respond to a certain extent to those, to those things. It's just where are you directing your discipline? Where are you directing your diligence? Where are you directing this, this, this place of, of submission and obedience? Amen? So, not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes that come of, of the world, because those things come to a place; they come to not mean they come to an end. They have a limit, and because God is infinite, His wisdom has no limit. So He can keep His wisdom keeps on going and going and going and going because everything that has that is here has came from Him in the first place. So I want you to tell yourself, say, self, grow up so you can learn more. <laughs> Ivan, grow up so you can learn more. Grow up, grow up. So we got to grow up emotionally. It ain't that you're going to get taller, but you have to grow up emotionally. Meaning that that place in your emotion that, that has to be bruised for you to do what you need to do for God, let it be bruised. Go ahead and bruise your emotion. Go ahead and bruise your, your mindset. Go ahead and offend that that place in your mind that that says this don't make sense. His wisdom is foolishness to man. (laughs) Meaning, certain things God tells you to do is not going to make sense. It's going to be foolishness to you until it becomes the power. Until it becomes the, you know what, that's the way that you're supposed to be done. Give to your enemy. That don't make sense to us. Love your enemy. That don't make sense to us. Reach out to them that that reject you, bless them that curse you. These are things that don't make sense to us. But God's wisdom, when we do these things, then his wisdom is able to, what? We see what it does in us and what it does in another person. Even if you don't see what it does in the other person, you always see what it do in you. You always see, okay, this is, and then you begin to understand him more. Amen? Well, verse 7 um so but we speak the wisdom of God <clears throat> excuse me in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory now this was very very interesting to me because th- this hidden wisdom uh, this 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 wisdom that we are speaking he's talking about the gospel he's talking about the gospel of God right he's talking about the things of God right? Which God already ordained, meaning he already predetermined before the world even began. But this was for our glory. You don't find this in many places in the Bible, where God is saying, okay, this is for the glory of you, your glory. This is so glory can come back to your life. We speak this wisdom so you can experience glory, so you can have glory, the glory that you're supposed to have in your life. Do you understand that the Adam and Eve, they had glory? They were covered in glory, dressed in glory, that sin separated them from that glory and therefore caused them to see something that was past that glory and begin to start thinking outside the glory. You know what I'm saying? That's why they they covered their privates first. Amen. You know, so it, it, these are things that we see even through the entrance of sin, what happens, amen? So, but it is this wisdom now, he said this hidden wisdom, meaning it is it is something that's not uh, revealed to everyone. So I wanna tell you this morning, if you understand that God has called you, if you understand that, 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 that what Christ has done, that this makes you more wise than even some of the smartest people you know. See, if you really start to think about what the scripture is really saying, the scripture is saying, you know, hey, the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of man. And if you understand a little bit of the wisdom of God or what some would call the foolishness of God, meaning how we come and we break open the word and how we come, we give God praise and how we come and we give our lives to him, how we come and we submit to him, how we come and we come and and give out, you know, and, and live this life unto him. How we come and we say, God, save us, you know, and we receive Jesus for that substitution, for our sins, for that death in our place. These are all the wisdom of God, but it's foolishness to man. It's foolishness to some men. But God's foolishness or what what man would say is foolishness when God does it is greater than the wisdom, all the wisdom of man. So the fact that you understand that God has called you, that God has saved you, that God, that even when you look at yourself and say, you know what, God, I'm not as great, I'm not this, I'm not that, but you understand the power of God, and you understand the wisdom of God, and this has already propelled you past all the things that you, that you may be comparing yourself to. Well, I don't have a degree, and I don't have this, and I don't have a great job, and I don't have a lot of money, and, you know, I don't understand a lot of things, and you know, it takes me a little time to understand stuff sometimes, and stuff like that. None of that matters because what you need to understand, what 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 the world needs to understand the most is who Christ is, and you got that. And if you got that, you're already doing better. You're already you're already far above those that don't have that but have everything else. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it because we live in this world and if you don't have these things, then you look at it to be a certain type of way. But in the kingdom, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, when they celebrated us for coming in to the kingdom, when the angels rejoiced because you got saved, when the angels said, you know, we got another one, another one entered in, another one came on in when you go and serve when you go and do the small things in the kingdom there is honor upon your life god honors who you are there's a wisdom that is that that god begins to elevate and begins to push you forward past those that have all the things in place. Hallelujah. This is why you can't downplay your praise, downplay your worship, downplay your faith. You can't downplay your seeking after God. You can't downplay that place of crucifixion. You can't downplay that place of sacrifice. You can't downplay those things because this is how we begin to move forward in God and God can move you forward in the world. He don't need their permission. Trust me, I'm a testimony. He does not need their permission. Matter of fact, he will make them give their permission, and they don't know why. He will use the ones who feel like they're more mighty, that they're more noble, that they're more smart, that they're more wise, that that they're more this, and he will put you in the midst of them, and and they'll they'll keep you around, because they're trying to figure you out. They'll keep you around because your character is better than theirs and they don't understand with everything that I know and everything that I'm doing. How how is it that your character is better and you have less than me? How is it your character is better and you don't have as much as I have? How is it your character is better and you're not as smart as me? Because character can only be shaped and formed either through the tutelage of parents or through the, the truth of the word. Amen. So this character, this character, this, this is where the, this hidden wisdom is hidden from certain people. It's hidden from certain places. They don't always get it. And it's to your glory. That's why people sometimes attract to you. It's because of the glory that God said, I want you to carry that glory. Cause I know I can trust you to give it back to me. See, 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 that's the whole thing. The, the, the mystery of it is, God said, I'll give you glory because I know you can't keep it. Because <laughs> you you know it's not you. You know, you, you know I'll give you glory because you know you're too weak. You know you can't, you know you don't have it together. You know, because I know you'll give it back to me because you already know it's mine, hallelujah. So he ordained it, what? before the foundation of the world, for us to walk in that glory, that hidden, this hidden wisdom. The mystery of his plan is you. The mystery of certain things happening when you're trying to figure it out, God said, I just need you to show up. (laughs) I just need you to show up. I know you're trying to get this and that in place and You know, you're trying to make sure these things are right because you don't want to mess up, but I just need you to show up. I just need you to show up. I know you don't want to mess up, but I just need you to show up. I know you think you're gonna mess it up, but I still need you to show up. So I can reveal my glory through who I have chosen to reveal it through. So I can reveal my power. And so you can learn of my power through you. Amen. So which none of the princes of the world knew, for they had for, for for had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. So look at this. If they understood the wisdom of God, then they never would have crucified Christ. Now he said, the princes of this world. Now we can look at this a couple of different ways. When we talk talking about the princes of this world. We understand what we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. But well, we know, you know, those principalities had a, had a play in Christ being crucified, but also the princes of this world, also the princes that, that were ruling during those times, if they understood the exchange of power that was about to happen, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have crucified. If they understood that they was really promoting him, they wouldn't have crucified. See if people really understood when they came against you that they was really pushing you forward, they wouldn't come against you. If people really understood that if they insult you and, that, and they come against you and they and they and they and they, and, and, and they try to hold you back, that they're really opening up doors for you, they wouldn't do it. You know, if people understood trying to tear you down is really going to cause you to be built up, they wouldn't do it. But see, this is, this is what the thing is. The thing, and this is the thing about the kingdom, God uses, this is the intentionality of God. He uses these things that supposed to have this particular purpose of doing bad to us. And it is this pattern. It is this, this model of crucifixion. Because though it does hurt us, In that pain, it drives us to him. In that pain, we know I can't go nowhere else for this. The places I do wanna go or the places that come up in my head to go, I already done tried all that before. I tried that before I got saved or after I got saved. So I can't go nowhere else. So I have to go to him. I have to go to him. And as I go to him, now the thing that has happened to me now is going to cause me to go forward further than it was before. See, the enemy thinks, see, they thought they could stop Christ by killing him, by falsely accusing him, <laughs> by lying on him, by setting him up, by, 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 by letting go someone who was guilty. and and, and crucifying somebody who was innocent, not understanding that there was planning to the plan of God for Christ's life. So, and this is what we have to understand. The very thing the enemy tries to do, the very thing, the very people that even sometimes the enemy uses, God in the midst of that is looking to show his glory to them. Show his glory. By allowing certain things that seem very negative, that seem very off, that seem like, God, why would you allow this? Why would this be a part of your plan? Why would this be something that even if you say it's not a part of your plan, you still allowed it? You still allowed it. Why would you allow this? Why would this not be stopped? Why would this? Because in the midst of this, He understands how to take everything and make it work to his purpose, and make it work to his glory, and to cause what was before, where you were before, now is going to cause you to go even further than where you were before. See, if, if the enemy knew coming after you really wasn't going to destroy you, then he will stop. But for some reason, he, he thinks, because he, you know, he gets a few people, some people You know, they don't come back. They get saved. They backslide. They don't come back. Some people he keep out there. So, you know, he get a few wins. So he feel like he can win everywhere. But you got to tell the devil, you can't win here. You can't win here in my life, in my family life. You can't win here. He going to lose in my life. He going to lose in my wife's life. He going to lose in our church life. He going to lose in our children's life. The enemy is going to lose. Even in the places where he thought he got the advantage, he's still going to lose. He's just setting himself up for a, a ultimate embarrassing defeat. That's what he's setting himself up for, for God to get the glory. Because as he, if, if the if the attack weakens me, all it does is weaken me to come before Him better. All it does is it it, it drives me lower so I can come before him in a lower state. And all that does but put me in a better place before him. So all it does is give us an advantage. So he can't win. He can't win because God already got it set up for us to win. And he got it set up for him to lose. If they would have known it, they wouldn't have crucified. If they would have known that what they were about to do was actually going to help his cause. They wouldn't have crucified him. See, this is where you got to understand. Everything, even the things you don't like, even the things that are difficult, even the things that seem like they're unfair, all it's doing is helping the purpose of God in your life. That's all it's doing. All it's doing is pushing forward that purpose. It's pushing you forward to another victory. It's pushing you forward to another place of being able to say, God is still triumphant in my life. God is still getting the glory out of my life. The devil thought that this was going to stop me, but it definitely did not stop. Me. It might have paused some things because he had a little three-day pause, but that three-day pause was purposeful for him to get some things in place, for him to get some things in, 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 in order, so he can now go and go to the next place where he's supposed to be, where he was promised to be. Amen. So you look in verse nine, Said, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God have prepared for them that love him, that love him. So it, 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 look, he said, look, some things you haven't even seen yet. Some things people have not seen yet. And because they have not seen it yet. Then God has to use sometimes some of us, the mystery of his will, the mystery of his plan, us, you, me. As we walk through different things, then people can begin to see and then people begin to hear. And then they begin to contemplate. Look at what God did. Did you see that? Did you see how like that don't even make sense? Like that shouldn't be possible. But because you love him. See, the key is it's the love. Your love turns the tables. That everything that the enemy tries to filter through your life because your love for God, it always turns the tables back on him. <laughs> because you love him, that even when it's difficult, you know that love is going to cause you to sacrifice that flesh, sacrifice and crucify that place that is difficult that you're still gonna come back to. And God knows that. That's why sometimes he will trust certain situations, certain people to walk through certain situations because of their level of love. He will allow certain things to happen in certain people's lives. Just look at Job's life, his level of devotion. Was a sign of his love. Did he struggle through everything he had to struggle through? Yes. But did he leave him? Did, did he curse him? Did he walk away from him? Did he did he? Did, no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do that. Did he struggle? Yes, he struggled through. Did he was he tempted to do all of that? Yes, he was tempted. Yes, did he contemplate on some of that? Just like some of us. Yeah, I contemplate. Walking away. I don't want to do this. Don't want to do that. I'm tired of this. Maybe this is not for me. But my love for him, not my, not, not, not something, because my love helps me to be more mature, to be able to walk with him. That even when I mess up, even when stuff is not right, even when I'm frustrated, my love for him makes me come to him. And not nobody else. So you have to see, there's certain things that God wants to show to people and you. Some things you haven't seen. Some things you have not heard. Some things you haven't even contemplated in your heart. You haven't even entered into your heart to say, man, I didn't know that was possible. Or I knew it was, I've heard it was possible, but I've never experienced it. I've never done it. I've never had to walk through it. I've never been a part of this process before. But now that I have, just like we say, we go back to what maturity is. Now, when you walk through the experience, it matures you. You have something that now God can say, "Okay, I can release certain things a little bit more to you because of the experiences that you've had. And you know, we said, "Well, God, how many experiences I got to go through? There's some things. There's so many things. If the wisdom of God is infinite, we don't know the different things that we walk through, in order for God to teach us certain things, in order for us to be prepared to learn certain 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 lessons from Him, certain wisdom from Him. We don't know. Only He knows. Amen. So I want to tell you, you, there's some things you don't see." And there's some things you never heard, and there's some things you never even felt, you never even contemplated in your heart, that God has for you that's prepared for you. But as those things are prepared for you, there's a preparation that God puts you through for what he has prepared you for, for what he has prepared for you. He prepares you for what he has prepared for you. Because he knows that preparation is necessary for you to be able to handle what he wants to give to you. Come on, come in the last scriptures. But um, but but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit serves with all things, yea, the deep things of God. So he said, look, he's revealed these things unto us. But the thing is, is us getting in contact with the spirit is to deny the flesh. And and this is what he's saying, there's some maturity, this wisdom, and we go back to that scripture when he's saying this wisdom that we speak, we speak as to them that are perfect, meaning there was certain maturity that they had to walk in the spirit, certain maturity they had to be able to hear spiritual things and understand how to process them without it throwing them somewhere else. Without it pushing them to another place, a, a wrong place. You know, And this, this is where God said, look, I can reveal these things to you by my spirit, but there's a certain level of flesh that has to be cut off, that has to be denied, that has to die in order for more access of the spirit in our lives to happen. So this is why we die daily. This is why God God uses us to be the mystery of his plan as he reveals his plan for us to us and to other people's lives. I wanna tell you, you are the mystery. And sometimes that's why your life is hard to figure out because (laughs) it's supposed to push you to a place of surrender, not to a place of having your own solutions. You're the mystery, surrendering to the spirit. And when that happens, that death, that happened, the death of self, the denial of self, the ending of me living my own life, trying to depend on myself, then those things begin to open up the spirit to me, the Holy Spirit. That now I begin to follow him and I understand him. I understand what he was trying to teach me. I understand what he was trying to show me. I understand what God is allowing. Me. And then I see some of the deeper things of God. That Why does God allow certain things? This is why people have so many questions. Because people think that God should stop pain. People think that God should stop a lot of things if he's such a loving God. But we, when you understand the deeper parts of love and what love really is, then though people don't like those answers, you know the answers are true. You know the answers are right. You know that love has to have a choice in order for it to be love; Otherwise it's slavery. So there's certain things he has to allow because people, we have free will. So I just want to encourage you today that as God wants to reveal more of his plan to you for you and to other people, his purpose, his intentionality is as he's working through you, he's magnifying himself. As he gives you glory, he knows you're going to give it back to him. As he creates a testimony in your life, God knows that he is showing his purpose to other people around you. Amen. So bless the Lord for your weakness. Bless the Lord for the place of struggle that we struggle through. Bless the Lord for the place of just just crucifixion that we don't like. We bless him. Hallelujah. We bless him for the pain of, of dying to ourselves. Hallelujah. We bless him for that, 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 that feeling of maturity. Because it ain't, it's not on the top of the mountain where you feel where you where you're growing. It's in that place where it is tough, hard, difficult, where you're having to be stretched to grow further than where you probably would on your own catalyst, on your own way, with your own hunger. Things are pushing your hunger to a different place. Allow it to happen. Keep on letting the crucifixion of the Lord be found in your body in Jesus' name, be found on the inside of you. Keep on fighting through to submit, to obey, to yield, to do what's right. Amen.